Shalom, this is Reb Ya'ar bin Emet again with another exciting edition, very informative, the Torah Watchman Show podcast. The title of this podcast today is, Does Queen, Did Queen Elizabeth II Have a Problem with the Jewish People? I'm going to be reading uh, to you and referencing factual information that was uh, prepared by professional journalists and historians on a website called AISH, A-I-S-H, dot com. And I suggest you go out there and research it yourself. It's, you know, it's almost fanatical. It's almost fanatical. There's been a complete news uh, uh, blackout in the last almost two days now, like on Fox News and I listen to news shows and things like that on Sirius XM since I commute long distances back and forth to work. And every time I turn on uh, the radio, I hear something about Queen Elizabeth and all her great deeds and how she's improved the world and everything else. What an outstanding person she is. It's almost godlike. Yes. You know, you hear uh, the national anthem in uh, England talking about God save the queen, uh, God save the king, whatever. What is why would God save any of those people enthroned in arrogance who put themselves on the throne of something that, that's traditionally out of track of reality in today's world? I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I have respect for the monarchy because I'm a traditionalist. I do. I do. But the continual apolitical positions right there just makes them irrelevant it really does they have had scandalous problems in their families um just i mean princess die and everything else is just just horrific problems in their families they're just as human as you and i okay they may have a lot of money they may have, wear a lot of pretty dresses a lot of beautiful uniforms and everything else and pop and circumstance but they're just like us there's a fascination, and this is psychology here, there's a fascination with people and celebrities, okay? There's a fascination with every pope that passes away. I remember as a kid, Brezhnev passing away, took up most of the day and uh, U.S. television uh, with all the Pakham circumstance there, a major Soviet uh, um, era leader, you know, had passed away. There's so much precedence put in, into people like this. This just shows you proof positive, the evidence. We're, we're growing to be more of a humanist, socialist society. Anti-God. What does God have to do with anything but what's happening in, in uh, Great Britain, in England, in Ireland, in Scotland, and that confederation there? I Listen, I sympathize. My condolences to all the people in Great Britain young and old, that are mourning for the loss of the queen mother, the grandmother of all, and everything else, okay? I want to point out quickly before I get to my main story, the difference between the United States and our founding fathers and our soldiers in our various wars, we fight not for any, any, any given president. Even George Washington, he fought for God and country. He didn't fight for queen and country. He didn't fight for king and country. This is something that the souls in Great Britain have lost. Did Queen Elizabeth II achieve great things? Well, it's on the it's in the estimation of the record books and the annals and his history and everything else 
that's been recorded through her long life. Yes, she died at 96 years of age. She was faithful to her husband, and I give her kudos for that. Prince Philip. I think he was an outstanding man. I don't think he got near the press coverage. Near the press coverage that Queen Elizabeth is getting. I mean, it's like nothing else has happened in the world today than Queen Elizabeth II passing away. A lot of people die every day, young and old, great and small. Who remembers the honored dead? Let me get off my soapbox. The, the title... Okay, I'm sorry. The title of uh, this article, actually, mm-hmm. and Osh... You know, news articles online have full of advertisements, don't they? Anyway, anosh.com, Queen Elizabeth II and the Jews. First of all, remember uh, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs? Wonderful, wonderful chief rabbi of Great Britain. I think he was born in Canada, correct me if I'm wrong. Wrote many, many good books wonderful religious leader i think contemporary he's probably up there with uh rebbe menachem mendel snearson of habad did many great things he passed away i think of cancer did you know he was knighted by queen elizabeth okay now there's six facts about the monarch's tumultuous relationship with the jews you will not hear this on Vox News. You will not hear it about CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC News, and all the other uh, liberal news outlets out there. Okay, You will not hear about it because it's not politically correct. Listen, first of all, as an Orthodox Jew, I'm not here to impugn the reputation of someone who's passed away. We say Baruch Dayani met for every Jew that passes away. And then we sympathize with Gentiles for their leaders and their family members and people that are important to them that made a difference in their life. We offer them general condolences to them with a sincere heart. I'm going to read to you what uh, what Asha is saying here. Your people in Britain and around the world are celebrating the Platinum Jubilee of, of, of Queen Elizabeth II. This is when this article was written when she hit 70 years of age. In 1952, in Britain, the centerpiece of Royal Majesty Jubilee celebration is a special bank holiday uh, weekend uh, from June to 2nd to 5th, okay? Over three quarters of Britain's report feeling uh, admiration and approval for the Queen. And in fact, one recent survey found that most popular dream in Britain is having tea with a Queen. Every little girl wants to go to Buckingham Palace, right? Um, on, the, on her 90th birthday in 2016, Rabbi Lord Jonathan, I told you he was knighted, uh, then our Britain's chief rabbi, as one of her many religious leaders that she consulted with occasionally, I guess. Of course, uh, Queen Elizabeth II was Christian. Um, <clears throat> uh, the chief rabbi actually met with her and spoke for many when he noticed and respect uh, she has shown for all religious, he said, all religions mm-hmm. respect equally without choosing a favorite and has reached all of our lives together. I think he was being nice, overly nice and friendly, as most rabbis should. We don't want to go into Lashon Harah. We don't want to impugn people's reputation. We don't want to judge them unfairly, right? Okay? So, um, 
He claimed that the Royal Highness has provided encouragement to many and many uh, many of the people in Great Britain, including Jews. Well, uh, that's doubtful. Okay, that's my opinion. Um, childhood, heal uh, Hitler, Gaff, Gaff. Okay, what am I talking about? One of the major plot elements in the Crown is the alleged Nazi sympathies of Elizabeth's uncle, King Edward the um, the Eighth, I believe. Yeah, the Eighth, who reigned for less than a year. Yeah, in 1936, he abdicated to marry an American socialite, uh, Wallace Simpson. Wallace Simpson. She was a divorcee, and at that time, mm-hmm. the Church of England. Uh, did not allow the monarch to wed someone who had been previously married. Rumors have long s- swirled around Edward and, Wall- and Wallace. Uh, they took they took their titles, Duke and Duchess of Windsor, that they sympathized with the Nazis with the run run up to World War II. So I, um, they still have their titles, as far as I know. Um, this was a Queen Elizabeth's family. Not her husband, Prince Philip, okay? So there's plenty of evidence that the rumors do have some substance. Uh, in her 2008 book, Edward VIII, uh, bibliographer uh, Francis Donaldson noted that in 1937, the Duke and Duchess of Windsor visited Hitler at his vacation home and Edward saluted Hitler throughout their stay. After World War II, the Allies found evidence of a top-secret German project nicknamed Operation uh, Willie, which planned to overthrow Edward's successor, Queen Elizabeth, uh, its father, King George VI, and reinstall Edward on the throne. So you could say Edward was a conspirator with the Third Reich of Adolf Hitler. It seems that the pro-Hitler feelings had some of the rel- relatives' influence um, in, had influenced heavily the young Queen Elizabeth during her time, okay? Um, of course, you know, she's lived a long time. Uh, and in 2015, the British newspaper, The Sun, released a private royal family video, seven-year-old Elizabeth, along with her younger Princess Margaret, her mother Queen Elizabeth, and her uncle, Edward VIII, mm-hmm. performing Nazi salutes. When the video came to light, Queen Elizabeth uh, was said by the palace to be livid and emphasize her extreme youth uh, in the video. At age, at age seven, back in 1933, she could hardly have been aware of how vow it was to make Nazi salute. So Queen Elizabeth followed her peers and did Nazi salute as something that was cool and trendy during her time. Her mother-in-law, her mother-in-law actually saved Jews during the Holocaust. This is back to, to uh, um, uh, King Philip, uh, Prince Philip. Okay, the third season of The Crown features a Greek-speaking, tough-talking nun. Shockingly, that nun was Queen Elizabeth's mother-in-law. Yeah, Princess Alice of Battenberg. Even more surprisingly, The Crown never, never exp- explores. Princess Alice's heroism during the Holocaust. Okay? Actions are speak louder than words, right? So when she saved Jews by sheltering them in her home, Nazi-occupied Athens, it was an amazing story that ought to be known, but it's not even discussed. Okay? 
You will not hear about it. You hear about it on the Toro Watchman Show podcast. Born in 1885, Windsor Castle, where Queen Elizabeth II now lives, Princess Alice and Queen Victoria's great-granddaughter, she was deaf. And in fact, the royal family hid that and learned to, to lip-read as a child. Historians have speculated that this might have made Princess Alice more sensitive to other people who were different from main, mainstream in some way. So it was humbling, I guess, okay? When Alice's brother, Edward, was crowned King Edward the Seventh in 1902, one of the guests at this coronation was, was a dashing Greek prince named Andrew. The two fell in love and married, and Alice moved to Greece, where she had four children, yet three daughters and a son, Philip, Queen Elizabeth, its husband. Yes, the family was riddled with dysfunction. Alice's husband became a desolate playboy and eventually moved away. Her three daughters all became um, ardent supporters of Hitler. Each one married senior Nazis. Only her son, Prince Philip, resembled, resembled her eschewing eschewing not Nazim was spending time with Jewish friends and British relatives. So Philip stood apart from the rest, okay? So when World War II broke out, Prince Philip volunteered in the British Army. He battled Nazis. He battled Nazi killers of Jews with distinction. Princess Alice resisted in more in, in more secret ways, remaining in in Athens. She invited the, the Cohen's a dis- Distinguished Greek Jewish family with whom she she and her husband had long long been friends and to hide in a house. So Raquel Cohen, her daughter um, her daughter Tati and her son Michael moved in with the princess. Okay, she'd given them shelter. The apartment was a, was small and located just yards away from the Athens Gestapo headquartered. Once Princess Okay, let's get continued. I'm sorry, I had to pick up my daughter from school. Getting even more interesting, okay? After the war, Princess Alice, get this, founded an order of nuns, okay? She returned to London in 1967 and died there in 1969. What was her final request in Will and Testament? She requested that her remains be interred in Jerusalem. And in 1988, they were buried on Mount Zion in Jerusalem. Yes, imagine that. In 1993, Princess Alice was declared righteous among the nations by Yad Vashem. Prince Philip traveled to Jerusalem for the ceremony. Queen Elizabeth II never went to Israel and her 70 years of, of, of reigning as the Queen of England, okay? Uh, where he planted a tree uh, in his mother's memory. That is Jewish tradition, folks. The Holocaust was the most horrific event in all of Jewish history, the prince said, and it will remain in memory of all the future generations. It is therefore a very generous gesture that also remembered here are many millions of non-Jews, like my mother, who shared in your pain and anguish and did what they could in the small ways to alleviate the horror. So while Queen Elizabeth II, as a young girl, was, was doing high five with Hitler salutes, 
with uh, with the crew of King Edward, Edward I'm sorry, with uh, Prince Edward the uh, Eighth. Um, I suspect that it never occurred to her that her action w- was in any way special. She was a very humble woman, very humble woman, and did not like to bring a lot of attention to herself. That, my, my friends, is the definition of a true heroine, okay? She would have considered it to be perfectly natural, human reaction to fellow beings in, in distress, in quote. Now, Queen Elizabeth II hired Jewish Moyle to circumcise Prince Charles. I did not know that this was a mon- monarchy tradition. It was, okay? Queen Elizabeth II hired an Orthodox Jewish Moyle to, to circumcise her son, Prince Charles. Rabbi Yaakov Snowman, uh, from 1871-1959, was, was a London Moyle of great renown and it was said that the, uh, by the queen was impressed with Robert Stoneman's skill and experience okay and circumcision um, the tradition of British royals to ask Jewish models uh, to circumcise their son goes back to King George I who was born in Hanover Germany and reigned over England from 1714 to 1727 I know I'm throwing a lot of dates for you okay I want to give you context uh, please don't get lost. Follow along, okay? Please. Back in Germany, some uh, some aristocrat parents hired Jewish mohels, and George I brought the custom with him to England. Years later, his great-great-granddaughter, Queen Victoria, hired Jewish mohels to circumcise all of her sons. She is said to have believed that her father father's tree went directly back to biblical King David. Isn't that amazing? Coincidentally, Queen Elizabeth's Mohel Rabbi Jacob Snowman had another royal connection. His younger brother, Emmanuel Snowman, was a chairman of British's renowned um, Watsky Jewry dynasty, which sold wedding rings both to Prince Charles and his wife Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, and to the Prince William and his wife Kate, the Duchess of Cambridge. Bringing it to a conclusion, British Jews pray for the Queen every Shabbat. So this is not extremely unusual. Um, it's usually found in modern orthodoxy, open orthodoxy, uh, maybe conservatism and reform Judaism, not so much in mainstream orthodoxy. But what happens in the Sador and our prayers and the blessings, you know, we pray for the the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. We pray for the new temple. We pray for the establishment of the Sanhedrin, uh, the our own monarchy, a monarchy based on King David, the Davidic reign. We pray for this, but there's a separate prayer in there like for Israel. And there's a separate prayer for the U.S. Armed Forces. And of course, in England, you'd be praying for the long life of Queen Elizabeth II. I guess someone heard that prayer because she died at 96. Okay? Uh, it's a Jewish custom around the world to recite the, uh, these prayers uh, um, on Shabbat. Separate pr- uh, lines of text there are blessings. British Jews ask God to preserve the Queen's life, guard her, and deliver her from all sorrow. The prayer goes on to ask that the divine put a spirit of wisdom into her heart and into heart of counselors too. I don't remember, you know, uh, Queen Elizabeth II uh, pretty much was um, was isolated. 
um, uh, in, in, uh, in Buckingham Palace most of the time, uh, special celebrations. She would uh, go on short visits and things of this nature, um, pomp and circumstance there. But she would not publicly give her opinion. She made a rare public um, uh, uh, speech on the death of uh, um, uh, uh, Prin um, Princess Diana. Um, but other than that, her policy, I guess it's monarchy, tradition, policy, you're apolitical. You don't make any positions at all on the country you're supposed to be ruling over and watching over as a great queen mother and grandmother, right? Um, you know, when you have tens of thousands of, of Syrian Islamic terrorists that are allowed in, to stream into England, uh, when you have uh, the, the implosion of the economy, you have liberal, uh, progressive socialism uh, in, in their parliament system. They don't say anything about that. She's, uh, Queen Elizabeth did not use her authority as a great public figure to say anything uh, about Israel uh, to go against the United Nations' uh, avert hatred for the Jewish people. She did not do what her, her husband did as far as fighting for Jewish rights around the world. Um, uh, again, it's maybe there's personalities here, but I, I just want to know what was in her heart and mind. You don't know because she did not speak out. And it robbed, in my opinion, it robbed the British people so much of what uh, Queen Elizabeth II, you could only guess what was in her mind at a given time. She had her opinions, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, her, her, her grandchildren uh, marrying, being outside of monarchy, uh, d um, adultery, um, divorce, and things like that. She was clearly upset and disturbed about this. But other than that, there's really no milestone, landmark uh, things that she contributed to in, in, in her country, um, which is beyond my, my uh, understanding. Okay. In 2009, the British historian Andrew Roberts said that the true reason, again, of of course, was the FO or the British Foreign Office has a ban on official royal visits in Israel. That is a parliamentary rule or something, and it could have been overturned. There's talk about, um, uh, you know, Prince Charles today, uh, it actually be King Charles today, and might do something about it. I don't know. I don't know. Why have the monarchy if it really doesn't benefit the British people or the world more than just your you're romanticizing the Buckingham Palace. I mean, if it's just all romanticizing and nostalgia and feelings, what good is it, okay? It costs a lot of money to keep Buckingham Palace operational, right? And and, and all those payrolls, where do you think all the money comes from? Okay, as an act of uh, delimitation, del del I'm sorry, I don't have my glasses on, delimitization de of Israel, the boycott, the BDS boycott, which was supported actually in England, she said nothing about it, okay? The BDS boycott. I heard a lot of mom and pop farmers and merchants uh, throughout Samaria and Judea, okay? Um, did not say anything about it. Uh, the Arabists there, uh, anti-Semitism, um, you know, uh, the, the hatred uh, against the Jewish people uh, is demonstrated in, in London, East London is, is all Muslim today, all Arab, 
and there's all kinds of history of criminal and terrorist attacks against the Jewish people, hate crimes. Queen Elizabeth, to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, did not say anything at all about that as being wrong, okay? So when you see an, a, a rape happening in your block and you know you, it's happening in your neighborhood, you don't call the police, you don't comment after the fact and offer a sentiment toward this person and you try to do something to prevent similar rapes from happening again, you are part of that problem, okay? It's that simple. Um, <clears throat> the queen has made 250 official overseas visits to 129 different countries during her reign, 70 years. Um, neither, uh, neither she or even uh, a single member of the British and royal family have ever been to Israel on official visit. Why? Other than discrimination against the Jew. Uh, what else are you going to say about this? Okay. That changed in 2018 when Queen Elizabeth's grandson, Prince William, went on an official visit to Israel. And in, in 2000, her son, Prince Charles, represented Britain at the World Holocaust Forum in Jerusalem. Okay. That broke, that broke the mode with U.S. presidents when they are in office, they don't go to Israel. They don't want to, they don't go to the Kotel, the Western Wall, except President Trump did this, okay? Um, um, he visited Israel several times previously, but never before in an official capacity. So that was a game changer, okay? It takes a younger generation to improve the older generation sometimes. While her son and grandson might have warmed uh, up to the Jewish state, it's unclear exactly how Queen Elizabeth II feels about it herself. Besides her resolute steadfastness and never visiting, the queen also made troubling remarks on an official visit to Jordan in 1984, showing a map of the disputed West Bank, when, when, um, which has been in Israel control ever since the Six-Day War in 1967. Queen Elizabeth called it depressing. Yeah, depressing. She clearly had a bias toward the Arabs, okay? Who were, who were, who were war-fighting, uh, terrorist-minded, uh, targeting uh, civilian Jewish women and children, civilians, uh, for just making their life as miserable as possible, okay? So Queen Elizabeth called it depressing and described the Israeli planes flying in the West Bank as frightening. Oh, oh my gosh, uh, Jews have a right to defend themselves? Maybe not. On that visit, she also laid a wreath at a memorial of Arab soldiers who died attacking uh, Israel, but she never did anything for the idea. She departed from royal protocol to listen to Holocaust survivors. Um, while Queen Elizabeth II seems notably cool toward the Jewish state, when it comes to Britain's Jews, re uh, recent years have found her conciliatory. In other words, nice. A lady. She was a lady, okay? A, a, a very gentle lady. Um, the royal family has shown a particular interest in welfare of the Holocaust survivors uh, uh, um, as of late, but they, they ride the fence posts between Arab uh, complaints against Israel uh, and then uh, people who died in the Holocaust, uh, victims, survivors of the Holocaust. Okay? On January 27, 2005, the 60th anniversary of the Liberation Auschwitz, Queen Elizabeth hosted a group of Holocaust survivors in St. James Palace in the center of London. Again, you will not hear any about any of this reporting on Fox News. Notably punctual, on this occasion, the Queen threw protocol to the wind. She, she was emotionally uh, touched 
As she mingled with survivors, one of her aides informed her that it was time to wrap up the event. So by the time, you know, she was trying to reach out to people, talk to people, sympathize with them, learn about their many stories and, and, uh, and uh, tortures memories, uh, protocol pulled her back in. Um, I don't know. I don't understand this at all. I really don't. Um, Queen Elizabeth II is responsible for own decisions. Uh, she was an adult woman. She died at 96. She'd been in the monarchy for 70 years. She's seen everything that could possibly happen in the world uh, for nearly a century. And and at the same time, she cannot say, wait a minute, I'm the queen mother. You wait. I have something to hear. But she did not do that. She always fell back on protocol. Okay? Even though protocol was the status quo, and the status quo was treating Jews with bias compared to Arabs. Okay? Indeed, the Queen uh, continued to talk and listen to reassure Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs was present, later recounted. When the time came for her to leave, she stayed and, and stayed. So she did uh, have a favorite Jew in the court, which was Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, okay? So one of her attendants said that, that uh, he had never known her to linger so long after her scheduled departure. She gave each survivor, it was a large group, her focus, uh, um, unheard attention. So she did make up makeup she went back after to her staff or whatever uh protocol managers whoever that was uh was out of out of limelight but it would not make any of the news i don't think okay she stood with each until they had finished telling their personal story and that's meaningful that's meaningful um people who are victims true sincere victims uh want to be heard want to be heard especially from a world figure like queen elizabeth ii it was an act of kindness that almost had me in tears. This is Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. One after another, the survivors came to me uh, in a kind uh, trance of saying 60 years ago, I did not know if I would be alive tomorrow. And here I am today talking about Queen Elizabeth II. Brought a kind, blessing, closure to deeply lacerated lives. So she did make a difference in her later years. Um, uh, I don't know what changed in her mind and heart, who knows? Who knows what's going on in the mind and heart of Queen Elizabeth II half the time, okay? It was not policy making. It was not influencing Great Britain to be a better country, other than how people felt about their lives. In January, um, uh, January 2022, Prince Charles commissioned a royal series of portraits of Holocaust survivors. As a number of Holocaust survivors, sadly, but inevitably declines, he explained, my abiding hope is that the special collection will act as further guiding light. The portraits are in the display in the Buckingham Palace, uh, Queen Elizabeth's official home. I hope you enjoyed the story. And it's about 31 minutes. Listen, Rebbe Arbenemen, I'm here to shine the wealth of knowledge and love and truth to everyone who will receive it. I cannot force my will on anyone else. I cannot convince anyone to think something that they were raised to think. I'm only here to report factually true information as I find it. This is a very contextual and very important uh, topic today because, like I said, there's a news blackout all over the world because of Queen Elizabeth. Except Jews have differing opinions about this. Now, really, that upset about it, okay? Orthodoxy is just another person, right? 
we don't put people on stature and stature like this. Rabbi uh, Menachem uh, Snerson of Chabad, he was revered for righteousness, for righteousness, and for making, he did so many wonderful things in the world, and he did not bring attention to himself, okay? There was no pomp and circumstance with Rabbi Snerson. Yes, he had a great following, and every anniversary of his death, people go to where he's buried, and and, and Bronx, I believe, in Queens, I'm sorry, and goes and, 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 um, gives him a memorial, uh, memorial, I'm sorry, memorial, uh, but we don't make that big a deal of human figures, we're told in the Torah not to do that, okay, only God gets the credit for everything blessed and glorious in our life, he is our only true salvation, we all say, oh man, Rabbi Ar- y- y- Ar- bin Emet, signing out, please share, uh, this information out of our podcasters, other people interested in podcasts. You can find me everywhere. You can Google me. You can find me on Anchor and Spotify. Even if you have an Apple phone, you can find that my information there too. God bless you. Take care of yourself. And again, my deepest and sincerest condolences to the people of Great Britain and the loss of their queen mother uh, slash queen grandmother. And it's time of morning. Okay. Take care.